0: Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. This is Allison Lattermill, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com.
1: And this is Robert Lamb, a science writer for HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Today we're talking about fighting asteroids, some of our best strategies for uh, fighting these bad boys in the sky.
1: Yeah, these um, near-Earth asteroids, or NEAs. So
0: what do you think uh, the chances are we'll make it through this podcast without getting struck by an NEA?
1: Um, well, it, What are your best estimates, Robert? My best estimates? Well, if I wanted to tempt fate, I would just say there's a 0% chance that an asteroid would take us out before we're done here.
0: But there's always a chance. 0.01%,
1: maybe.
0: Oh, that's pretty high.
1: Is it? Yeah. Oh well, what are the act? What do the experts say?
0: Well, the experts
1: diverge so wildly on
0: this topic. Actually, I mean, we get people who are saying one in ten. Well, the odds of us being hit by a near Earth
1: asteroid. The planet, not the podcast, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, the planet. One in ten in the next century, and then you have people who are saying, you know, maybe more like one in three hundred thousand. But one thing they do agree on is it's a question of when and not if. Certainly. Um, I mean, and if we need any proof of that, you just look around the Earth or just look at the moon. We've seen how things have uh, have these asteroids have uh, wiped out Earth or at least notably redecorated it um, in the past.
1: Right, yeah, we, we, the signs are there, and uh, human time is just nothing compared to the uh, the cosmic time we're dealing with.
0: Right. Space is infinitely patient. They'll get us sooner or later.
1: Well, yeah, what are we going to do? That's the, the big question, right?
0: Yeah, well, NASA definitely has an interest in this, and it's, uh, it's floated some ideas before, but there are plenty of observatories all around the world that are searching the skies and, um, keeping track of these, um, NEAs, if you will. And what an NEA is specifically, um, is a uh, asteroid that's greater than a kilometer. Uh, in size. So those are the ones that scientists think could really have the most damage, uh, worldwide damage, mm-hmm. and could result in your favorite topic?
1: Civilization destruction or whatever. <laughs> the end of the world?
0: Nuclear impact. Oh, winter. yes, yes,
1: impact winter, yeah, which is like nuclear winter, except it would be caused by an asteroid hitting the Earth. And that's uh, also what some people think happened uh, uh, to, to the, the dinosaurs, dinosaurs with right? the, uh, what was it, the KT boundary?
0: yeah the Yeah. K-T boundary. boundary
1: extinction event
0: and then you have smaller scale staff too like uh, Tunguska or uh, mm-hmm. the big old crater down in Yucatan so so there's plenty of evidence of these guys hitting earth before so we've come up with some plans to to foil these asteroids right and we should emphasize that they're all in the very 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 beginning stages
1: right there's uh, you know some of them you know NASA scientists or whoever have uh, have actually you know worked out schematics and plans for other things we're dealing with very much with the theoretical, um, you know. Yeah,
0: almost science, science fiction. Yeah,
1: a lot, a lot of a lot of stuff is going to sound pretty sci-fi.
0: Yeah, I mean, what it. do you? I mean, that's what you get when you mm-hmm. get a bunch of scientists in the same room and stuff like the planetary defense council. You know, they're just going to come up with some crazy ideas, and we're going to talk about some of those ideas today.
1: Right now, inevitably, uh, like uh, earlier, we talked about uh, you know stopping a hurricane, and of course, one of the instant things that came to mind was, can we blow it up with a nuclear weapon? <laughs> So, of course, uh, people have thought about asteroids uh, the same way. Can't we just launch a nuclear missile at it and blow it up, and then we don't have to worry about it any- anymore, right? Right. Wrong. No. Because uh, w- the whole the whole thing is that if you, it, it's not not necessarily like that video the video game Asteroids, right? Is that what it was called, Asteroids? Yeah, back yeah. in
0: the 1980s with yeah. Atari, I was very good at it.
1: Yeah, where you just you blow them up, don't have to worry about them anymore. In reality, though it would turn a, an, an incoming asteroid into, like, asteroid shrapnel, into just, like, cosmic buckshot coming towards the planet. Uh, like, you might be able to turn, and say that one of those one-kilometer-wide uh, civilization busters into a whole bunch of smaller ones, but each of those smaller ones could then still cause catastrophic uh, damage to wherever they hit. So the idea is to not destroy the asteroid, but uh, deflect it change its course a little, because we're a very small, tiny speck uh, in the universe yeah. uh, and in the galaxy. So, why not, you know, there's plenty of room out there. Let's just push these guys aside and let them carry on their business elsewhere.
0: So you detonate the nuke in the vicinity of the asteroid. Right.
1: You would uh, perform uh, a standoff.
0: Nuclear blast, I think, right? You would,
1: yes. You perform a standoff nuclear blast, and the idea here is, yeah, you, you uh, detonate the nuclear weapon a good distance from the asteroid, from the incoming asteroid. And not the blast, but the radiation that moves out from the blast would push the asteroid off course.
0: Okay. Okay. I see that. So it's kind of like throwing like a bowling ball in a kid's pool to move a little toy boat or something. Right,
1: yeah. If you can imagine like a kid's pool with a boat in it, throw a bowling ball in, and the the waves from the bowling ball would move the little boat. Okay.
0: All right. So we got nukes. And then tagging on to this is this thing called the kinetic. Um, what is it called? The kinetic.
1: Oh uh, yeah, just a. Well, NASA has uh, has laid out designs for a nuclear interceptor, which would in theory deliver these nuclear warheads to deliver um, a standoff nuclear blast. But they also have a kinetic interceptor mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the uh, the early planning stages. And uh, basically, the whole idea here is people were saying, "Hey, I don't know. You know, we're trying to disarm." Of the planet so we don't destroy ourselves with nuclear weapons. Maybe you know we, we don't need to keep them around just to try and blow up asteroids or knock them off course. Um, so there are people that say we can just use kinetic energy to send the asteroid off of its path of destruction. And that just means what it sounds like, taking the spaceship without a nuclear weapon in it, um, a rocket, etc., and just running it straight into the asteroid. Not enough to shatter it into a million pieces or anything, but enough to just tap it.
0: Yeah, I give it a little course. nudge off course. Yeah. A little galactic nudge is what we're after here. The crazy thing here is you really don't need um, much of an impact if you get it far enough ahead of, uh, far enough ahead of time. Um, over at space.com, they were saying that a mile per hour impact would be enough to divert the asteroid by like 170,000 miles if you got to it in time. Um, so I think that would be like a 20 years ahead of yeah. the predicted collision. So we're talking
1: like electric car speed. Bam. Right into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, outside of the nukes, there's this whole um, body of tactics that involve solar radiation.
1: Yes, we have uh, several um, designs that uh, involve solar-powered orbital mechanics. And okay. to, to really understand this, first, again, think about the nuke blowing up and the radiation pushing the, um, the asteroid off course. Now, think about a really sunny day. What are you going to wear outside? Are you going to wear a black robe? or Are you going to wear like a a white pantsuit?
0: <laughs> I'm never going to wear a white pantsuit. But yes, you, you supposing we- <laughs> in this in this scenario, yes, I would wear the white pantsuit exactly because
1: uh, because it deflects more solar radiation than it absorbs. Whereas the black robe would just absorb all the solar radiation. So uh, one particular plan calls for essentially dressing the asteroid in a white pantsuit, or, or more accurately. <laughs> painting it or dusting it uh, a lighter color, because then it will deflect more solar radiation.
0: And the solar radiation will then give it enough of a push to move it off course.
1: Right. It'll end up pushing off the the solar radiation that is deflected off of the asteroid will push it off of its current course.
0: And that's good for us.
1: Right. Yeah. And and like...
0: So we like the white pantsuit.
1: Yeah, this is a, a good option.
0: The problem though is in actually applying this um light colored dusting to the asteroid because uh, they're they're not really clear on that. I mean, Robert and I talked maybe about like a crop duster type of approach. Mm-hmm. But the mechanics of painting something white, you know, while it's moving and you know landing there in the first place are are certainly Yeah, unclear. I like the idea of
1: landing a a crew of workers. House painters. Yeah, or little robots that'll gradually paint the whole thing.
0: Yeah, put some advertising slogos. Can you imagine how much of those would go for? Oh
1: yeah, Sea Rock City and <laughs> big print on the side of the asteroid.
0: And then in the same solar radiation um, body of ideas, we have the solar sail.
1: Right, and this uh, this is a very similar idea. In- instead of painting it or you know or dusting it, you just send, hoist a sail just up. Just hoist a sail up. A big solar a solar panel just mounted to the top of the asteroid. Which uh, you know we've we've landed things on asteroids before, so it can be done.
0: Indeed, we have Eros.
1: Mm-hmm. However, we haven't really set up shop on any of these asteroids. We haven't like erected uh, any kind of uh, a structure that. So some people say we would want to control it. We basically steer the asteroid, mm-hmm. uh, and then other people were like, the thing's going to be spinning. You know, um, it's it just uh, they're saying it's not very. It would be, they're saying it would be very difficult to navigate, a, um, a an asteroid with a sail on top.
0: <laughs> Ahoy, matey. Um And then there's another solar radiation tactic that we've got in the books.
1: Yes, there is. Um, and this one uh, is pretty cool because it sounds very much like something Wiley e. Coyote would uh, would pull out, and that is the big solar net.
0: Ah, yes, right, the solar net. And this isn't really what you picture. I mean, cause uh, we talked about this at first and I just picture, uh, you know, the population of the world kind of holding this net up <laughs> to block the earth from this catastrophic asteroid that's on its way in. And then bang, you know, the, the net holds up at the last minute and it's rocketed back into space. But that is not actually yeah, not
1: quite <laughs> going the for?
0: approach that the scientists have, uh, have for this one. It's more about, um, draping the asteroid in question in this giant net that would be made of a solar reflective substance and again trying to generate that solar radiation effect but the problem here of course is draping an asteroid with a net is um not the easiest task to carry out
1: yeah i mean are you going to get up there are you just going to hold it and you know let it fly through it are you going to put leaves over it and throw out some asteroid bait i mean
0: i mean fishermen have a hard enough time untangling their nets in the ocean i can't imagine us doing it in outer space
1: Okay, and then there is a there's actually one more uh, solar related uh, uh, deflection technique, uh, but it's a little different. Um, go back again to the black robes versus white pantsuit. This idea is more black robe related, and this has to do with simply using. They used to say one big mirror, but now most plans are talking about several different mirrors to redirect solar radiation, uh, so, uh, solar energy, uh, and concentrate it in at an oncoming asteroid. Okay. And then the idea is the asteroid absorbs the solar radiation, and it heats up the surface. Right, the resulting um, heat. Right, and, and also it's important. We wouldn't be talking about the entire asteroid. We'd be talking about, like, concentrating it on one area. So this is very, um, you know, it's kind of like the ant and the magnifying glass kind of a deal, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, So they, they concentrate the solar energy on the asteroid, uh, on this one portion, portion of its surface, and then it heats up and uh, begins to in, emit uh, vapors.
0: Yeah, kind of like to, a debris plume, almost.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, I think they refer to it. They even use the the verb eject to say yeah. it ejects, uh, you know, debris from the surface, and that acts like a thruster. That's stuff rising up from the surface, pushing the asteroid off of its uh, original course.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And ag- again, we we have to stress, like like we said earlier, we're talking about we're not talking massive uh, changes right off the bat. We're talking about hitting these things early enough to where. Um, very small changes will make will ultimately make very large changes
0: Sure, sure. I think they also call this method um, laser sublimation um, because you're trying to sublimate the surface of the atmosphere with that concentrated um, sun. And then, of course there are rockets. Rockets are always in the picture when you discuss any space plan Yeah. And this is basically what you think it would be, which is just strapping a rocket to the asteroid and then... um, you know, having that propel
1: the asteroid yeah, off just course. push it out of the way, yeah. So
0: the problem with this one, and there are problems with all of these, as you guys have already figured out, is that um, fuel could be a bit of an issue.
1: Yeah, because you've got to get all the way out there to the asteroid that could be, what, like 20 years away. And then once you get the rocket uh, mounted on the surface, you've got to fuel that rocket. So that's going to take fuel as well, right?
0: Right, right. So... I don't know if that asteroid would look lovely wearing a rocket. So let's move <laughs> on to our next approach, which is the grav tractor.
1: Yeah, and this one sounds very sci-fi because it's uh, it's like tractor beam or something. And uh, and it is pretty pretty science fiction when you get down to it. Um, and, and this one involves the uh, principle that uh, that in anything uh, out there has a uh, is going to have a gravitational pull. Sure. Um, yeah. Whether you're talking about an asteroid or man-made spacecraft. Everything exerts a gravitational pull. Sure. So, if we were to get a big spaceship to go out there to this asteroid and sort of hang out around it, orbit uh,
0: perhaps. Yeah, and
1: uh, <laughs> and then it just sort of begins to move, and the asteroid moves with it, right? Because so, it, it is caught up in the ship's gravitational pull.
0: Right. So the the tractors app acting as kind of a cosmic tugboat or yeah, something.
1: Yeah, cosmic tugboat.
0: Yeah, pulling the asteroid off its fatal collision course, but again, I mean, how how are we going to get this giant cosmic tugboat tugboat up into the space? I mean, we don't have such a good track record with getting spacecraft up there now. So if you can imagine this giant tugboat Mm -hmm. being launched, it's it's kind of an insane thought. Yeah, to
1: to get it out there, and then and then how big would it have to be? And then I've also uh, read where people are concerned that you'd have to it would have to use thrusters to keep from crashing into the asteroid that it's trying to pull away. And that, the, could the, yeah, that could counteract the gra- that could counteract the gravitational pull.
0: Right, okay. All right, and then, of course, we get to the robots. I love the robots.
1: Yeah, this one, if, if the last one was science fiction-y, this one's even more science fiction-y. Uh, and it's just sending hungry robots to the asteroid, which is actually, this. it's an actual program. This is not just a, a harebrained idea. A, idea. Uh, NASA's uh, NASA has funded the... Modular asteroid deflection mission ejector node or Mad Men project. It's really not that different from the rocket idea that we discussed earlier. Like we said, the rocket. Uh, the deal with the rockets is you get a rocket there, strap it to the planet. How are you going to fuel it, right? Well, in this case, the asteroid is it is the fuel. The uh, the robots would chew up the surface, and then they would eject the uh, material from the surface right. with a mass driver. For uh, And for any of you uh, sci-fi fans or video game aficionados out there, uh, this is a lot like a rail gun. Okay. Uh, and we have an article on the site about rail guns if you want to learn more about that. So, yeah, it's just using electromagnetism and these coils to eject material at a really uh, high speed. So no fuel needed. Uh, the robots would be nuclear-powered, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. would uh, create their thrust by, by just chewing up the asteroid and just spitting it.
0: I think that's my favorite, although it's- I'm not sure. It could be the net.
1: <laughs> the, the net's pretty good, but the, the chewing robots would make a good movie. I
0: think. And, and yeah, it definitely would. Better than Armageddon, I'm almost definitely sure. <laughs> so I, th- that's really all of the concrete ideas that scientists have. And then, of course, there's always when all those fails panic. So mm-hmm. you'd want to build a bunker, and um, you'd want to brush up on your your road <laughs> warrior rules. Yeah, stockpile
1: a bunch of food and weapons.
0: Definitely, Start definitely. cult. Oh, and the, here's my favorite part. You definitely want to leave a note for the next dominant species on Earth that evolves after said nuclear winter impact. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: the polite thing to do, I think.
0: Yeah, and and you want that to be the giant squid, is that correct? I think it's the, the
1: giant squid. I really.
0: think it might be the cockroach, although I certainly hope it's
1: not. Maybe they can in power-sharing there. Yeah.
0: yeah. If you want to check out um, any of these articles on asteroids or asteroid mining or what's going on in space, visit HowStuffWorks.com or visit our science blog, Science Stuff at blogs.howstuffworks.com. Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast and uh, keep on fighting the good fight against the asteroids. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage.